Oh, that is chunky. All right, I can't deal with that right now. All right, anyway. Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's live. My name is Charlie. I hope you're having a good time. We are going to cover today the absolute best practices for testing. That includes creative testing, also strategic and tactical testing. We are basically going to cover the absolute best practices on how you're supposed to execute testing inside of Facebook. And the hint, hint here, it's actually for every paid media environment and honestly for everything in your life because we're going to reference back to fifth grade science class and it's going to all come full circle. So I'm super excited. I hope you're super excited. This is actually going to be super awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Let's get started. So the number one most important thing that we need to remember whenever we're executing a test inside of anything is the two elements that we need to look for inside of a test. Actually, it's three. So number one, we need a create, we need a control element, right? Thank you. I'm glad somebody likes my shirt. Uh, we need a control element, right? So we need something to test against. Right, fifth grade science class, we have a control. Second thing is we need a variable. We need one variable. Don't make multiple variables. Don't try to test a bunch of different things all at once. You need one variable. Now, why do we need only one variable? And this is really simple, because we wanna have confidence in the knowledge that we gain from the test. If you change three things and things work for you, you're not gonna be able to know which thing that you changed led to that positive result. That's a fundamental issue so 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 many people don't understand and i really want to drive that home number three is we need a hypothesis we need to understand what do we expect to happen now what do we expect to happen is a fundamentally crucial point here because we should have an idea of why we're going to do this test we should be organizing our tests out in line so we're going to get to all these pieces number one control element so a control element is something that we can understand, that we know what's going to happen, that we can project the results of. So if you have a control campaign or a control ad, you can say, for instance, if I spend $100 on this ad today, I know I'm gonna get three sales. Or if I spend $1,000 on this today, I know that I'm gonna get a 1.2X ROAS in my first 24 hours, one day post click, because we're not dealing in bullshit, delayed attribution, nonsense data. We're actually high quality marketers and we're not dealing with that nonsense. So if we are, Running on a one-day post-click and we have a control element and we define that as I understand if I spend a hundred bucks or a thousand dollars this week or ten thousand dollars or like me, maybe fifty to a hundred thousand dollars this week on this, I know roughly what my outcome is going to be. That's the first element. The second element is a variable. What are we going to change with this piece? What are we going to try differently? And based on what we're going to try differently, part number three, our hypothesis, what do we expect? to come out of it. Now, the first part of testing is we need to lay out what our tests are going to be. Now, remember I said that testing more than one thing at a time is foolish and we understand that from, again, fifth grade science class test and control hypothesis. So the reason we don't test multiple things at once, again, one more time so that we can bring this home for the kids in the back is because if we see success or failure, we won't be able to point to the thing that we changed that caused that actual outcome. So if you change three things, what thing made things work for you? What things made things lose for you? Who the fuck knows? Because you didn't track one variable at a time, it's gonna be impossible for you to actually point to the one specific thing that you did that created that outcome, positive or negative. So with that being said, the first thing that we need to do is lay out our tests. What do we actually want to test? And the way that we figure out what we wanna test is, what is the single biggest problem that we can solve? Now you can test things that might, you can test yellow background versus blue background. What's the actual outcome of a yellow versus green test? 
probably 1%, maybe a half a percent change in overall outcome, not worth our time. Maybe we're going to test cost cap campaigns, manual bidding versus lowest cost. Now, what's the potential outcome of that? 10, 20% change. That's a viable test. Now, we're also going to creative because creative is the number one thing. What do we want to trust in creative? Well, maybe we're trying to test I don't know, a different headline. Now, a different headline against a control ad might have an outcome of, what, a 2% change, a 1% change? Potentially, it's something that could be bigger than that. Very low index test. That's going to be low on our list. But if we're testing new concepts or new types of creative, say all of our ads were product shots and testimonials, and we just got a slew of UGC and really fancy video and somebody that did a high-end you know, level of, uh, you know, uh, of other fun things, we can test those out by concept and because our ads, our post IDs are doing our targeting because we have broad campaign and maybe a lookalike and maybe some broad retargeting because we're not wasting our time having an overly complicated Facebook campaign chasing our tail, wasting our time and complaining about why best practices from five years ago weren't working for us anymore. We've gotten actual simple campaigns, a control campaign that we're going to be testing against. What we are doing is letting our ads do our targeting for us. So our post IDs are going to be actually delivering all of our new customers. So we're taking our control campaigns and we're going to try new creative concepts to target new individuals. So there, our new test could have a 10%, 20%, 50 100% change in the outcome. We might be able to double our spend at the same level of CPA if we get two or three new ads that appeal to two or three new target groups of customers. So those are very, very high indexing outcome tests. Those are the things we want to put priority. So we're going to arrange our tests by strategic, by tactical, by creative. Now, I said you can't test more than one thing at a time. However, if you want to test different Things and what I mean by that is not changing one variable in, a, in a, a, some control, but you might have multiple controls. And what I mean by that is we're going to do our creative testing at our top, absolute biggest uh, audience, right? Broad age, gender, location. We're not paying premiums for on, on our base CPM for some type of little luxury uh, customization in our targeting that is actually going to hurt us on our bottom line by getting a really unstable audience where we're competing with billion dollar companies for BI and business, you know for market research. No, no, no. We've stepped away from 2017 best practices. We're, we're in 2021 now. We're, we're moving forward. So what we're getting at here is we have, we're testing against our broad audience, right? We're going to see what works with the least amount of help that is going to be stable and actually move our business forward because we're not interested in micro-targeting or wasting our time. We're going to make Facebook simple and we're going to go crush. That doesn't mean that we can't test bidding models against our entire control campaign architecture. Now, those are two different control elements that we can test against. So that is allowed. So what we're going to have is a list of creative tests, a list of tactical or strategic tests. Now, what's the difference between strategic and tactical? Because you can have one test in each piece going live at any time. Never more than that, though. So creative, obviously, ads. We're going to sort out by concept. We're going to try to find the best ads by concept so we can let our ads do our targeting. And then we're going to eliminate a ton of the confusion and time wasting and nonsense inside of our Facebook account because success and time and profitability is a priority over us instead of sounding smart and trying to be correct. We'd rather be happy than smart. And that's how we're really going to make things going forward. So the second piece, strategic. 
What is a strategic test? So a strategic test can absolutely be, well, you know, we've been retargeting people, but maybe what we're going to try to do is an offer. Maybe we've been really paying attention and we're going to try to retarget with an upsell. When somebody doesn't buy on the very first touch, we're going to still let prospecting ads see them, but we're going to retarget with an upsell up. But wait, there's more, a rebuttal upsell. Somebody says no to your $20 offer, what about a 50? Somebody says no to your 50, how about a $120 offer? If you don't want this one Ginsu knife, why don't we pack it with six other ones? But wait, we're gonna also double that thing and also give you this block and this thing that cuts little fish and something else to make you feel good about it so you can have one for you and somebody else. Well, hell, you may not have paid $30 for this knife, but for three easy payments and $29.95, you're definitely gonna buy the whole lot because they're offering you more value. They're not retargeting with a discount because they don't feel like spending more money to make less money because they're not terrible business people. They are giving you the opportunity to find the right offer for a fit. Now that's a strategic type test. A tactical test might be saying, we're running at a lowest cost bid against our broad audiences in our control campaign because we're interested in getting the highest amount of data because machine learning is what Facebook is built on. And we don't, again, we're not prioritizing being smart over being successful and being happy. We want to get Facebook down to an hour, maybe 90 minutes of our day so we can go on and solve bigger problems that are also going to have 5, 10, 20, 50% changes in our business. Not worry about petty little things that might create a 1% difference that are basically a rounding error inside of Facebook for us that we are going to waste our time on because we are not in 2017. We're not in 2018 anymore. We've moved on. We understand that the world has to, and we're not going to be resistant to that change. We are going to embrace it because success is the reason that we're here. You're not listening to this right now because you are motivated by failure. You're listening to this right now because you want to succeed. That's how people do it in this modern time. So with that being said, a tactical test might say, well, based on all this lowest cost stuff, we're seeing a really good outcome and we understand what's going on, but we want to try a bidding model change. So then you could duplicate maybe your control campaign and try it against a cost cap or a bid cap or something else. So then you're going to try to solve the problem in a different way and something that is incremental to business as usual. And then you can understand, does that help or does that hurt my bottom line? Because our bottom line here isn't the success of any one ad or any one ad set or even one campaign. It's our blended result inside the platform and how it affects our ecosystem ROAS. You heard me talk about this for months and years. What we're talking about here is Facebook performance is not measured by what your ROI is inside the platform. It's how much did you spend today? How much did you make today? Is this month better than last month? What is getting in the way of that? Let's solve those problems and eliminate everything else that gets in the way of that. So those are creative, strategic, and tactical tests. Now, how do we execute these? I'm going to break them down real simple, and I hope you dig it. So here we go. Number one, creative tests. The way that we run a creative test, now trust me, I've done this a million different ways, but I've spent $100 million with a bunch of case studies with Facebook, and they funded almost a million of that test. And here's what we've determined, and this has been you know, published and put across, but I don't know why, for some reason, people aren't preaching this thing and they're not selling it in courses. I think it's because it's super easy and bad. Making things complicated and preaching fear is what generally motivates a lot of people's bottom lines when they are not executioners, but they are used car salesmen that made a million dollars in email and Google and whatever else. Sorry, that's a diatribe on gurus, but absolutely, this is how we do it. So number one, we're organizing our creatives by concept. What does that mean? We are organizing by sales pitch. Remember, our creatives, our ads, our post ID, do the targeting, right? Facebook is trying to find what is a piece of content that is going to keep somebody on the platform and keep somebody on the platform in a way that is also profitable enough for this advertiser to continue to spend money. That is what it all comes down to, whether it's iOS 14, whatever other issue comes into the world, 
That's still the number one most important thing. And that holds true, not just for Facebook advertising, but for television, for radio, for podcasts, for billboards. What is the thing that is going to keep somebody interested and then also make a revenue for my potential customer or for the advertiser in this case? So we're going to organize our ads by concept, by sales pitch. Maybe it's one of them is lowest cost. Another one is testimonial content. Another one is made in the USA. Another one is nice product shots. Another one is feel good testimonials or any one of those things. Those are great. I, those are great examples of concepts. Now, maybe you don't have a bunch of creative and your best example of a concept is an image versus a video. That's totally fine. What we want for out of concept testing is actionable insight that we can use to optimize our ads and our campaigns because we're trying to find different types of ads so they can appeal to different types of people so that when you raise your budget, you're not forcing an ad that appeals to 500,000 people to try to make it work to 10,000 people or 10 million people. That's not the way ads work. There's only a certain amount of work that any ad can do. And by work, I mean budget. There's well, The way the auction works is your budget and your estimated action rate determines your bid. What that means is, how much money you spend against something based on how likely that person is to positively interact with it is how much Facebook is going to charge you. If you have an ad that appeals to moms, rodeo clowns, and ducks, well then the moms are gonna see the moms one, the ducks are gonna see the ducks ones, and the rodeo clowns are gonna see that one. If you only have an ad that appeals to ducks and you try to sell it to rodeo clowns and the moms, you're going to fail. That is a fundamental reason that a lot of people don't see success is because then they try to use target audiences to figure all that stuff out. And the honest truth is that's been obsolete since 2018 and anybody that tells you otherwise, well, they need to read up on case studies and understand that what an OCPM is, an optimized, uh, cost per milli inside of any algorithm on the face of the planet for predictive bidding, which is YouTube, Pinterest, Snapchat, TikTok, of course, Facebook, of course, Instagram, any place where there's an algorithm, that argument of micro-targeting, CPC, CPM, CTRs, all of that stuff is out the window because it's obsolete. Next point is we're going to test all of those concepts against our biggest target audience. We want to give it the least chance for success so that the things that do work, and by work, I mean they deliver consistent, projectable results. They become a control element. And when they are a control element inside of our testing, they outperform our control elements that we have inside of our control campaign. If that is the case, if I can say, hey, look, this ad does better than one of my control ads inside of my control campaign, and by better, it either has a lower CPA or a higher ROAS or whatever your target metric is, cost per lead, whatever it is, it does better, then I'm going to take it out of my testing limit or my control campaign. There's a whole other thing about that, and we can talk about that another time. I just want you to understand the theory behind this stuff so that we can get to other things. And there's going to be a Q&A afterwards, so stick them out for that if you have questions. Now, we're going to do that so that we understand which concept does the best to push the needle and actually make things work. We're testing them all against the biggest audience so that they don't have the luxury of having a warm audience or anything else like that. And remember also people testing your creatives against retargeting audience are getting false positives left, right, and center. And that's going to be an issue for you. So that's creative testing, strategic and tactical testing. What we're doing here is we're understanding the outcome that we have. And we're going to try to, in a hypothesis, say, I would like to beat this outcome. I would like to outperform whatever this is doing so that we can see a better result. Now, what does that look like? It could look like we have a control campaign against lowest cost bidding against these three or four audiences and we're seeing a CPA at $42. Awesome. What happens if we run that exact campaign but uh, against a cost cap? 
right? Well, what happens if we do it against some other metric? We're bidding for value or something else. What happens to our ultimate uh, end goal? So what we're gonna do is duplicate our primary campaign and do a testing campaign, keeping all things equal. And we're gonna change one element. In this case, it would be the bidding model or the whatever else that happens to be. In this example, that's what, we, that's what, we, what it is. Now, we're going to see, say we're spending $500 a day before or $10,000 a day before or $100 a day before. What happens if we take a piece of that budget and assign it to our test and allow our control to run? So say we're spending $100 a day. Now, mind you, this also works for $100,000 a day. I'm just trying to keep the math simple. If you're spending $100 a day in your control campaign and you want to run a test, maybe we run the test at 20% of that budget. Now, I love testing around 20%. I think that's a great piece. Now, what happens when it goes to the 20%? And then we get out of the learning phase and we start to see consistent results. Is it is the blended result of running both that bid cap campaign or cost cap campaign and the lowest cost. Does that give me an overall better performance in my store? That's what actually matters. If the answer is yes, then phenomenal. Move forward with it. If the answer is no, then you move on and you say, hey, look, that didn't work out for me. I'm gonna try to solve that problem in a different way. Tactical tests are done in the same fashion. Strategic and tactical tests, what we do is we recreate the environment we take a part of our investment from that environment, we introduce it into our testing element, and then we see does the overall outcome, the overall contribution from our platform, does it improve or does it get worse? That's how you define validity of testing. Now, I did tease it in the, very, in the, in the title here, but I don't know if I actually said it, but I want to cover the number one mistake I see almost every advert make. I go out on a limb and say 90% of people running testing and running Facebook ads, trying to execute all this stuff, make the same mistake over and over and over again. All right? Here it is. They don't actually understand what they're testing. And they don't treat it with respect. And what I mean by that is simple. Most people don't isolate the one variable. I literally write it down as like an algebra problem, like control campaign equals control campaign CPA is X. I expect test campaign CPA to be Y, maybe better, maybe worse than my control campaign. And I'm going to run it here and see what happens. Most people look at their test campaign and say, well, it did better than my control. That's great. Now I'm going to run it but they don't actually look at the outcome. They don't look at the results. They don't treat it with respect. They don't let the campaign mature. They don't get to the point where they can project the results. They don't get to a place where they're able to be a high level of confidence, statistical significance in their campaign. Now, what does statistical significance really look like inside of testing campaigns? They can be a million things, but they all have two things in common. Number one, stable results. Day in, day out, week in, week out, you kind of have a good idea of what's going to happen. And two is that it has an effect on our overall blended result that we can project. I want to be able to say, if this test is winning and maybe it lowers my CPA across my blended by $3, what happens over the next week? Can I project that? Can I hit it? Is that accurate? Then you can stress test. So what happens if I throw 50% of my budget? What happens if I do other things? Those are other great tests, but if you don't know a projectable result because you're getting stable performance, then your test isn't complete. That is respect 
for a test. And that is the number one thing people fail at. They don't have respect. And it's honestly no more than they just weren't taught to understand that that is important. And so what does this look like? It means your creative tests are going to last days or weeks. Your strategic and tactical tests are going to last a long time. Testing doesn't give you immediate wins. Testing is the long game way of solving problems. But that's okay because the rest of your account is stable and you're allowing Facebook, the greatest machine invented by mankind since the dawn of humanity, at creating intent at scale and using machine learning, you're letting it do its job. You're letting it do the one thing that it is better than everything else in the history of the universe at doing. You're going to get out of its way because hundreds or thousands of people that are probably smarter than you or I have worked for years to work in building something that looks at billions of people across trillions of data points to define how best to keep them on the platform. The average person swipes the height of the Eiffel Tower on a daily basis. Your job is to get them to do one more action in a way that is profitable for your company as a whole. That is how you do testing. That is the number one mistake people make, and that is how you execute creative tests, strategic tests, and tactical tests. I hope that was helpful for you. I had a lot of fun explaining it.